0: This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm.
1: Are you sick and tired of biased hockey talk? Then you have come to the right place. The Drop focuses on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other news from around the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott.
0: It is that time again once more for another episode of the Drop Podcast. You know who I am. I'm your host, Lance Duska. I am just amazed at how this team has played. Going 5-0 to start the season. They've never done that before. They've had some good starts. I believe it was four or five seasons ago. Maybe six, but I think it's five seasons ago. They started out 10-3-1 and ended up not making the playoffs. So I'm kind of holding my judgment until about 20 games in or so, because I think you can't judge teams, players right now after just five games. I think it's ridiculous when you hear people talk about, well, this guy's a Hart Trophy candidate. This guy's a Norris Trophy candidate. This guy's a Vesna Trophy candidate. This team is going to end up with the President's Trophy. Guys, it's way too early for that kind of talk. However, with that being said, the Blues have just been clicking on all cylinders. I believe they scored 25 goals in their five games. I might be a goal off of that, but I think it's 25 goals. And I believe they've allowed somewhere around 11 goals. Phil Huso comes in the other night and shuts the Kings down and gets a shutout. Played very, very well. Didn't have a lot of hard shots to stop, but he made some pretty good saves. And he made the easy ones like we expect our goaltenders to do. And when the Kings kind of put a rush on him, he came up big and made those saves. You can't ask anything more from a goaltender to, number one, keep you in the game. Number two, make that big save when you need him to to keep the lead or to keep you guys close. And that's exactly what Phil Houston's done. Jordan Bennington, I think, has looked very good. Even those first couple games, he allowed you know, more goals than we would like. But at the same time, he may have let a goal in that was soft or a goal that you might think he should have had. But when it comes down to it, he made some great saves. I mean, the Blues defense has been good off and on throughout these games. But you can definitely say that without Jordan Bennington, this team would not be 5-0. and oh. I want to talk about the young guys real quick. Clem Costin has really impressed me. I know he's taken a few bad penalties, but if you watch this kid, he's learning the NHL game. He got those two goals the other night, and he's just looked very, very good in my mind. I know some people were kind of upset with him, like I said, for those penalties, but this is a learning curve. He's only 22 years old, I believe. He's still a young guy. Jordan Cairo continues to just impress me, Uh, The kid just continues to grow the way he can move that puck. And that goalie had a couple nights ago. Oh, my goodness. Between the legs and right through the goaltender, a highlight reel goal to be sure of. Now, at the beginning of the year, we were thinking that maybe Brube wouldn't play some of these younger guys. I thought that the Blues should have released Clifford and probably called up Joshua to get some more youth in here. Clifford is no longer that tough guy. I know a lot of people out there are going to say he's got grit. He's he's tough. He's he can fight. No, not anymore. He may fight, but he's not going to be the guy that's going to win you a bunch of fights anymore. He's not the Kyle Clifford from eight, 10 years ago. He's just not. And with the way the league is going, that enforcer role does not mean anywhere near as much as it used to. Yeah, you've got Ryan Reeves playing for the Rangers, and he did a good job playing with the Knights, but there were games where Ryan Reeves sat with the Golden Knights, and I'm sure there's going to be games where he probably sits in the Rangers. You cannot waste, in my mind, a roster spot on a guy like Kyle Clifford over a young guy that wants it badly, and Dakota Joshua wants it real bad. Let's get into Bucinavich, first of all, one of the new players on the team. The Blues got him from the Rangers for Sammy Blay, and I know a lot of people are upset that Sammy blay has gone, but guys, he's a fourth-line player. Third-line if you need him to step in in a pinch. He's just the type of guy that you can find a lot around the league. Yeah, we liked him, thought overall he did a decent job, but Bucinavich comes in, he gives you a lot better skill set. He can be physical, he can score, he can pass. He's that all-around player that Craig Berube likes. We've all seen him play this year so far, and although it's early, I'm very happy in how he's contributed to this team. Moving on to Brandon Saad, who they signed as a free agent from Colorado. Again, I'm really impressed with this guy. Good guy to have around. Love the way he's playing. I know some people are thinking that these guys should step up more and be contributing more, but I think they're contributing enough to this roster. This roster has enough talent. We definitely have more talent when it comes to scoring than we did last year. For sure. You can just see that in these first five games. Are the Blues going to continue to score five goals and even more And games coming up? No, they're not. That's the way the NHL is. Uh, This team has got talent to score. They've got some guys that can Muck it up in the corner. Not super physical guys that are going to beat you into submission, but guys that will hit you when they have a chance to hit you. And I think that's good for this team to have. We have saw Vladimir Tarasenko come in, even after all the hatred, I'm sorry, by some stupid Blues fans telling him to go, that he needs to go, and and he's Tarasenko, and they blame him for last year's playoff loss. And I'm sorry, but if you're blaming Vladimir Tarasenko, For anything, you're wrong. And for those of us upset with him because he supposedly went in and got upset with Armstrong and demanded a trade, you don't know what went on behind the scenes. I want you to look at Vladimir Tarasenko's personality. Look at how soft-spoken he is and, and has been. Do you really see him going in and pitching a fit and screaming and yelling and demanding to be traded like some people have reported? That's not how it happened. When he asked for a trade, he had every right to ask for a trade. He felt the team didn't look after his health the way they should have. I don't blame a player for that. I blame the media for it getting out because Vladimir Tarasenko never wanted it to get out to the public. Number one, that weakens the Blues' ability to trade him because it lowers his value because it makes the Blues look desperate to get rid of him. Number two, it makes Vladimir look like this terrible person who doesn't want to be here. Now that he scored a couple goals, people are saying they hope he remains here for his whole contract. Guys, he's not going to. He will be gone at the end of this year, maybe sooner, but he's definitely not finishing out his contract here. Whether it's traded here in the first couple of months, whether it's traded by the trade deadline, by the draft next year, before the season next year, the following year, 2023's trade deadline, He's gone. He's not going to be here to finish out his career here in St. Louis. If they get what they want for him, I don't care what he's doing. He's going to be gone. Because Berube right now is not real happy with the way things happened and how it got out that he wanted to be traded. I would like to see Perinovich up here, shake some things around, move some guys around, and let's see what he can do. Let's see what Mikola can do. Let's get some of these younger guys in here that actually still have legs. I think if the Blues could do that, they would be much, much better off. Now I want to get to a team that I normally don't talk about a lot, and that is the Toronto Maple Leafs. So far, the Leafs have played seven games, and they're playing the Blackhawks tonight and losing two to one. Tonight is, of course, the 27th of October. You've got guys really, really, Underperforming big time. They've got goaltender issues. They've tried to run with these same guys for years, saying they're so offensively talented, they're going to go far in the playoffs. And what has it got them? Mostly early exits from the playoffs. This is just another way to prove this is not a way to build a team. You build a team, in my mind, from the blue line in your goaltending, and then you take it from there. They've got Tavares. Making $11 million a year and his contract doesn't expire till 2025. You've got Mitch Marner making almost $11 million, I think at 10 10-9, dollars or something like that, and his contract doesn't expire until 2025. You've got Austin Matthews. He's making eleven six something and change, and his contract doesn't expire until 2024. You've got William Nylander. He's making $7.5 million and his contract doesn't expire till 2024. Nylander is one of the contracts that I wouldn't say is terrible, but I thought they paid him too early. I thought when Kyle Dubas gave Austin Matthews that 11000006 million-six-something-and-change, and don't quote me on that. I think it's somewhere around there, that he opened his hand and showed everybody, hey, if you whine a little bit, if you push us hard enough, Kyle's going to give in. And that's exactly what he did with Matthews. That's what he did with Nylander. That's what he did with Marner. And their defense, I'm sorry, everyone, but their defense is not good. I keep getting told time and time again that Jake Muzzin is a top 10 defenseman in the NHL. He's not. Your defense needs to improve. You got Morgan Riley. You got Muzzin. You got Brody. You got... All kind of guys, to me, aren't good defensively. And then you've got your goaltenders. You got Peter Mrazek, decent goalie, decent guy, making 3.8. You got Jack Campbell making 1.65. They're not top tier, top 10, top 15 goalies. And in this league, in my mind, you need a top 15 goalie, top 12 goalie to compete at all, even in the regular season. And they don't have that. So I don't know what Leafs fans are going to do. We all know every year every Leafs fan says, "We're going to the Cup this year." And they've had the same roster for several years and said that all the time. What happens in the playoffs is your guys like Marner, Tavares, Matthews, Nylander, you get shut down. They focus on you. Big-time players, the good ones find a way to step it up. The really good all-time players perennial all-stars, the captains of the team, that the good guys step up, and their good guys have not stepped up. I don't care what you tell me. They've not. What have they gotten you, Maple Leafs fans? They've gotten you zero. Zilch. You need to, number one, I think you need to get rid of Mitch Marner. I think that sends a lesson to Austin Matthews and Nylander. And it lets them know that we are not going to put up with this. You bring in some guys that you can get with that extra money and you maybe bring in a decent goaltender. You're not going to win with two journeyman goaltenders like Peter Morazic and Jack Campbell. It's not going to happen. I would love to see the Leafs to start winning again. I remember watching games in the old and the old Leafs stadium packed. You're right on the ice. It was a great experience. Wendell Clark, Doug Gilmore. I mean, it, Felix Potvan was there for a while. Curtis Joseph was there for a while. They've had some really good players. This team is supposed to have good players. I'm not trying to really put your team down. I'm putting down your GM for paying these guys what he did, and he paid them too early, and he opened up his arms and said, come here and see me. I'm Kyle, your GM, and I'll give you whatever in the heck you want. They either need to get rid of him or tell him you've got to trade this guy. Somebody's got to tell him that one of these top four guys needs to go. And I think it's Mitchell Marner. And I think that sets an example for Matthews and Nylander. If you want to move Nylander because of his salary's lower, great, go ahead. But I would do Mitch Marner. That's just my thoughts. The blues will be playing tomorrow night. The 28th against the Blackhawks should be a fun game. I hope everybody enjoys it. This has been my take on the season so far, my take on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Thanks again for joining me. And as usual, let's go blue.
1: Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Drop Podcast. To get more of the Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance Descott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about lineup media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go blues.
0: This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.